Show Tiempo. Show Tiempo. That's the name of this podcast. What's up, Alex? What's going on, Jordan? You know, not too much. Starting a new podcast here with SB Nation. Wanting to talk about something that you and I kind of just talk about all the time, and that's the Lakers. I'm so excited to talk about it in front of a microphone and like an extended period of time where you can't shut me down and roll your eyes at me. Like now you are stuck in this room with me for at least the next couple minutes. Yeah, I usually cut you off too. I'll do my best not to cut you off in this podcast. So what is show tiempo? What is show tiempo? Let's just break it down right now. The who, what, where, when, why. Yeah. Who? Well, he's Alex. I'm Jordan. That's the who. What? Show tiempo. A Lakers podcast on silver screen and roll. Where? Where are we, Alex? We're in Southern California at a sports radio station that we're both employed at. When? How often will we be doing this? Once a week. It's coming out on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, you're going to be able to tap into Show Tiempo. A lot of other podcasts, Laker podcasts here with SB Nation, Silver Screen and Roll. We are one of the many. We recommend that you subscribe to all of them. Yeah. But this is a new one for us. Episode number one. Show Tiempo. Do I have to start every episode by going, Show Tiempo, or can we just repeat that one on the loop every week? The fact that you were actually doing it in front of the <laughs> microphone, I just honestly started recording, and we're probably just going to roll with it. I think we are. I think that's exactly what's going to cool. happen. Done. That's our show Down. open today. Maybe it sounds a little bit different. So Show Tiempo. Let's break it down a little bit. Um, Alex, you are from Southern California. Yep. We already mentioned that's where we're recording this podcast. Break it down for us. What kind of Laker fan are you, Alex? Yeah, I mean, we call it Show Tiempo because we both were born in the era of Showtime. We're younger on the, maybe I guess the younger side. Maybe we're in the in-between side. Whatever. Um, I I don't really have all these memories of like Kareem and James Worthy and Magic Johnson against Larry Bird and the Celtics. I was like too young for that. What I do have memories of are the end of Showtime with Byron Scott and Eldon Campbell and... Uh, Eddie Jones and Nick Van Axel and Vladi Divac. Like, that's the Lakers that I've started growing. Cedric Sabalos, I have his jersey, by the way. Wow, what a name dropper you I are. I know. So, like, that's the kind of Laker fan I am. I go back to, like, early 90s, grew up, you know, right at the end of Showtime. Obviously, you know, they had such great success, and the Lakers have always had success. So that's that's where I come from, from the Nick Van Axel, Eddie Jones years. That's That's where I became a Laker fan. And then, of course— we got spoiled once we got Shaq and Kobe. Uh, yeah, then things <laughs> changed a little bit. So I'm 30 years old, so I definitely remember Nick Van Exel. We grew up sim- watching very similar yeah. Laker teams. Now I will say Derek Fisher is one of my all-time favorites. Love D. Fish. Fish. And he has one of my favorite all-time memories against the Spurs in that game when he hit the point four shot. Yeah. Him, Robert Ory hitting the one against the Kings. There's just certain memories that stick out of me that I just love. Derek Fisher has one of them. Dude, I love D. Fish. He was left-handed. I'm left-handed. He wore number two. I always wore number two with anything I did. Mm -hmm. It was my favorite number. Still is. So, Derek, I mean, that I love D. Fish. You bring up that Robert Ory shot. Robert Ory's shot still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it's so good. I I watch that on YouTube whenever Spectrum is showing it on some replay every single time. That's one of those moments where you always remember where you are, yep. I will always remember where I was yeah. when Robert Ory hit or that. Or the uh, alley-oop to Shaq against the Blazers in the Western Finals. That's another one that like, clearly stands out. I know mm-hmm. exactly where I was. I was at, at my moments. friend Jake Rogers' house, and we were messing around, playing in the backyard, running back inside, watching the game, in and out, and then definitely in yeah. 
during that so final stretch. Now and that alley-oop, I just remember going like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Who didn't freak out as a Laker fan after right. that alley-oop? That was the most incredible thing. But now, you know, we've been in this six-year, five-year slump of, like, there's not that many memories. We have Kobe's final game that everybody loves as a Laker fan. And after that, I mean, before that, since 2013, there have been no playoffs. There have been no winning records. There's been nothing. And now this summer, in that gorgeous day, was it July? We get LeBron James, and now we're going to get more memories, right? Yeah, it's been a dry desert for quite some time for Lakers fans. It's been brutal. It's, it's, I it's mean, been we, brutal. We were spoiled. We were spoiled. And so there was definitely a couple years where you were just like, oh, this is so brutal. This you're is earning, tough to watch. You're it's, earning your stripes as a Laker fan if you've stuck around the last five, six years. Even when they were making the playoffs and they were getting eliminated in the first round and Andrew Bynum was getting ejected for throwing people on the ground, you know, you've earned your stripes if you've stuck around. And now if you're jumping on the bag on the wagon with LeBron, I mean, that's what he does. He brings his own army. So Right. So uh, everything changes for Laker fans everything. when you bring up that day. We we see the Woj bomb come down on, on Twitter and Laker <laughs> and the Lakers uh they win that sweepstakes. So everything changes. And I think Alex and I actually I was very excited once LeBron decided to join the Lakers. Alex, I think you were very excited as well. Yeah. I was uh you you were a little bit more critical of the decision, actually. If we're being honest, I, I was kind of just, I'm so glad the drought is over and so happy LeBron is here and so <laughs> yeah. happy that these games are going to be fun and exciting to watch again. I was I was just in cloud nine. You definitely took a, an approach where you're like, all right, this is obviously a great step. Obviously, adding LeBron mm-hmm. is a good thing. But what's next? Like, right. this, this can't just be it, right? I mean, signing LeBron was a lot of people's championship. And that's where I just didn't understand. That's where I kind of try to separate myself from you even. I was like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, it's amazing that they signed LeBron James, and I'm not mad about it. But that's not the championship. Like, okay, now we got to go, and now we got to go win again. Like, I, I, I'm spoiled. We talked about it. As if you're a Laker fan from the 90s and early 2000s and even in the 2010s, we're spoiled. We want championships. Signing LeBron is not a championship, but it's going to get us close, and obviously it's going to make us better. And obviously here we are at 14-9. and nine. Where they already are better, which is awesome. And he's doing exactly what I thought he would do, which is be the top scorer, be the top assist guy, basically the top rebound guy, drop 28 a game, and carrying us on their back, on his back. And it's so lovely to see it for the Lakers when, as opposed to the last couple of years, decade, hating him. Hating him. Right. I'm not a Kobe stand, by the way. I'm not going to get into the Kobe versus LeBron thing. I don't care about that at all. No, that wasn't you running around L.A. Taking I wasn't down. tagging the walls up in no. Sepulveda. That wasn't me. All right. It wasn't Alex. All right. So uh, listeners of the podcast will notice a little bit of a theme with Show Tiempo. There's a little bit of a drinking theme. Now, we're not going to drink on the podcast because that's what every podcast does. That's what we're going to say, that the, we're not drinking during the podcast. Yeah, because that's what every podcast does. We're not going to do that. We're not like every other podcast. But we will have an alcohol theme, and uh, we are going to have a t- top-shelf Topic. Easy for me to say. Top shelf topic every single episode. And so we're just going to set it up. We're just going to dive straight into the biggest story or the biggest question we can come up with, Alex and I, and the topic that we want to talk about. And then later on in the podcast, every single week after we talk about the top shelf topic, we're going to get into show tempo shots. Okay. We're just going to be putting up shots, Alex. I'm going to throw some it. topics your way. Quick reaction. Think, uh, think ESPN's PTI. Fast. Maybe we'll get a timer. Maybe a buzzer. Who knows? Does your shot look like Lonzo's, or does it look more like a Kuzma? It's smoother. Lonzo's like a tequila, like gross bottom shelf looking shot. Whereas, like, you know, Kuzma, LeBron, they got that smooth 1942 
like rhythm going on. What you know? would you call a Fultz shot right now? Uh, Fultz is like dirty uh, drain water shot. That's exactly what Fultz's shot looks like. Yeah, his shot is the uh, what, the rag at the end of the night at the yeah. bar where they just empty out the, exactly. the rag from the top. That's that's what that shot is right yeah. now. So uh, you will get to show Tiempo shots a little bit later on. Uh, but we're going to start right now with the top shelf topic. And it, it came pretty easy for us, for Alex and I it's today, because uh, Kobe Bryant <laughs> uh, decided to discuss LeBron James. He decided to discuss... The Lakers. He was interviewed about this, of course. And so uh, the question for you, Alex, and for our listeners, can the Lakers win a championship with LeBron James doing everything? That's our question. Here's what Kobe Bryant had to say, talking about the Lakers. It's a balancing act. They're struggling. Bron got the ball. Then he took control, decided to start playing point, started doing everything and everything. It's not a recipe for winning championships by no means, but it is a recipe to keep your head above water, to give yourself a little breathing room, and now it's going back to teaching how to play the way that we want to play. So here's what's changed. Um, LeBron James, in the last couple of weeks, has started to run the point, essentially, and he is starting to take over. Now, when LeBron originally announced that he was going to sign with the Lakers, he chose L.A., I kind of thought that's what we were getting right out of the gate. (laughs) Is the point... I thought it's been running point. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the roster, Alex, and it, by far LeBron is the most yeah. talented. Well, at the moment too, it was Lonzo recovering from some knee surgery, right? And Rondo not on the team yet. So yeah, we, of course you're like, so well, LeBron's going to handle the ball a lot. Like he's just going to run everything, right? Because that's probably the best way I mean, to get what, a win that night. I wasn't LeBron thinking. Does. I wasn't thinking big picture though. Alex, you need to think big picture. You can't just have Braun running everything. And I think that's what Kobe Bryant is trying to say, right? Kobe is saying, this is good. You can improve your playoff positioning, which is something very important in the West, obviously, with how competitive the Western Conference is. It's important for LeBron to get the Lakers above their heads above water because it was a little bit of a slow start. Tough schedule early. Yeah, very tough. Um, Schedule was tough early. Suspensions did not help. And so eventually it just turned into LeBron saying, all right, I'm going to take this by myself and we're just going to go ahead. I mean, how many times have we watched the Lakers game this year and LeBron just goes into superhero mode and then they get the win? I mean, how how often do you see that in his career? Often, all the time. That's what LeBron does. How much of that is LeBron himself deciding that he's going to take this over? How much of that is Rondo's hand injury? How much of that is something that no one's bringing up anymore? Is Magic Johnson had that? Like verbal beatdown of Luke Walton when they started two and five, and since then they're twelve and four. So we heard and it got leaked that Magic, you know, went after Luke and went after the half court offense and had all these complaints about it. How much of that did we not hear though? Did Magic have a meeting with LeBron? Like, listen, you got to take this team over. Look how young this team is: Kuzma, Ingram, Hart, Lonzo. It's a lot of young guys. And when Rondo goes out, now you got Crazy Lance, you got Javel, who's been surprising, and Michael Beasley, and then a bunch of other dudes that are like rookies. So, and Tyson Chandler that came in late. I think there's something else there that Magic Johnson honestly told LeBron. Like, I took games over even when I had a superstar team. You have to take this team over. And it's obviously worked so far. Has it been the schedule getting lighter? Sure. But you can't deny the fact 12 and 4 is a lot better than 2 and 5. And if Le- and if it's LeBron taking over, doing everything, I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. Even when Rondo comes back, even when Lonzo is officially like healthy, is he healthy? Is he 100% healthy? I don't even know. But Lonzo's obviously not going to be your scorer, your top scorer. Brandon Ingram's been super inconsistent. Kyle Kuzma is has potential. 
Let LeBron take over. That's what he did in Cleveland. And where was he last year? Getting swept in the finals back-to-back years. So I think we're crossing over a couple timelines here. Magic Johnson having that uh, conversation with Luke Walton that gets reported. Things have turned around since then. But I also think Tyson Chandler has played a major, major factor. In They've the- started playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And that's been a huge thing. It hasn't just been LeBron taking over. And that's been the difference with the Lakers really turning things around. But I'm wondering with Kobe, like, he's not wrong, right? Like, he's not wrong at all in, in what he said. We feel like, and we've seen it several times, LeBron has had to go into takeover mode. And ideally, the Lakers are at their best when everyone is playing their best. Not surprisingly, though, the Lakers right now are playing their best when LeBron is just taking over yeah. and just being LeBron's best. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's not surprising. We see it all the time. And with how good he is, that's that's how you're going to win games. I do wonder if the the fact that the Lakers are in the West, if they were in the East and the standings were similar, because they're not West and East, obviously looks very different. I wonder if there's more pressure just being in the West, like, hey, LeBron, we kind of, we need you to find those teaching moments along the way. You need to find those moments during games to teach, but also we can't lose sight of the fact that the West is very competitive, and if we start giving up a lot of games early on, it's going to be very difficult for us to climb back out of that hole and get back into a good playoff spot. If they were in the East right now, I think there's a little bit more of a luxury for LeBron to kind of take a step back, continue just the teaching role, because taking the big-picture approach, that's what you want. But they're in the West, man. they got to win now. That's what they brought LeBron over here to do, is to win now. And I don't think anybody's expecting a championship this year. Maybe maybe Magic Johnson is, but when you ask the question, can the Lakers win a championship with LeBron doing everything and everything? No. I mean, he just, they simply, they can't because the West is too good and the East got a lot stronger this, this offseason. Um, but like I said, man, there is nothing wrong with LeBron doing everything because, Jordan, who is, who's the second best player on the team? It's, who, it's uh, any given night, it's a, it's a separate, it's a different player. So when I see LeBron doing everything, that's him showing, like, I will lead you guys, but you guys have to get better. Do you think that someone is going to take that second spot this year? Like, this is the guy. This is the guy we're going to go to when LeBron's off. Because if LeBron's off, the Lakers are off, right? So who's the other guys? LeBron has no choice but to take over. Right. And it's been working. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no issue with what Kobe said. I don't think all. I don't think Kobe had any issue with what he said either. Like, no, no, of course He didn't not. come off as saying, like, nah, they're doing this and LeBron shouldn't be doing everything. That's what they brought him here for, to do everything. Yeah, it feels like— Especially this year— you know, he doesn't have a he doesn't have that second guy yet, that other superstar yet. He just doesn't. I mean, he has names, but he doesn't have like you know, you look at the top teams in the East, look at the top teams in the West. There are other people there. It's not just Durant. It's Durant, Curry, and Thompson. It's not just Kawhi, it's Kawhi and Lowry. You know, right. there's there's different guys, and LeBron doesn't have that guy right now. He just doesn't. I feel like uh the the recent approach, and obviously Rondo getting injured has played a major factor. That's when LeBron really started running the point. But LeBron, like, you, you got to get this season into the air, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't just, you got to take off at some point. And the fact that you are in the West, it, it just doesn't allow you the luxury of all the extra time just to take a straight teaching mm-hmm. approach, which would be ideal. I mean, because if you do think about it, signing LeBron is an amazing piece for the Lakers, but really what the Lakers need, and you kind of just touched on this is you need another superstar. You need another superhero to be added to the NBA this nowadays, you need you need more than one. Yeah, because obviously this isn't going to be your championship team like this. So you do need to add another. So taking that approach, you'd like to to coach up and teach up Lonzo and Ingram yeah. and Kuzma and Hart and all these guys, you really do. But 
you also need to make sure that you get off the ground at first. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of just like throwing quick duct tape on the season early on. It's a quick fix. It's good. Yeah. But as Kobe's saying, like, it's not sustainable. This isn't how you're going to win a championship with this team. Right. You need everyone to be But is that better. the expectation for yourself? Like, do you think the Lakers are going to win a championship this year or even contend for a championship this year? I do not think the Lakers are winning a championship. This no, year. and LeBron's 33 years old, so the chances are that he's— 34, like, in a couple weeks. Yeah, the chances are he's going to need somebody else to come in relatively soon. I mean, I don't think the Lakers are going to go out and trade Brandon Ingram for anybody in, during the season. I don't—I definitely don't see that at all. But, yeah, I mean, is it tape on a situation? Sure. But, Jordan, don't you love this tape? Isn't this the best tape yeah. ever? Like yeah. it's like the greatest tape. It's like who invented that stickum tape that just doesn't leak ever? This is LeBron James. He doesn't leak ever. Right. Might he have a bad game? Yeah. Like one every twenty games, he might have one where he only drops twenty and not thirty. I'm cool with this tape. I love, love this tape. tape. Yeah, yeah. So um I think we're just learning more and more as we see this season unfold. Lakers really need to add another superhero next year. Desperately. And then I think that was the plan though. I think that was the plan all along is we didn't want to give Julius Randle all this money because we want money for 2019. And in 2019, you're going to have free agents like Kevin Durant, like Kawhi Leonard. That's two guys that I would gladly take on this team. Duh. <laughs> like, it's just like, duh. Like, we need someone like that. The Lakers need somebody else if you want to win a championship. What about Kyrie Irving? LeBron and Kyrie back? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I, I actually think LeBron really loves Lonzo. I think he was really into having Lonzo as his teammate. I think LeBron's taking him under his wing and he's going to show him how to be an NBA player. Lonzo has no idea how to be an NBA player. Obviously, I had no idea how to be a good dad either after you saw that story. But um, Le LeBron is going to take Lonzo under his wing. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think the point guard's coming in. And when Rondo's back, they're, they're pretty set at that position. I never thought I would say that. Rondo really has impressed me this year. Like, before he... Before he fought Chris Paul. Dude, Rondo's been great. And after he fought Chris Paul, then he got hurt. But he's been great. He's yeah. been, and JaVale's been great. Oh, yeah. Well, and Chandler. Yeah, Chandler's, Chandler's won two or three games on his own. Yeah, Chandler's been a complete game changer, especially with that block. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Up next, show tempo shots for the first time ever. We're taking shots yes. here. Show tempo shots. That's next. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. All right, Alex, we're back. Show Tiempo shots coming up right now. So uh, I'm going to serve up two shots for you. Okay. And let's just get your thoughts on it. They shot number one. What's that? They better be good. Yeah. What's your ideal shot? When you're actually going to the bar, what do you... Uh, Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty easy to... I'm like whiskey, bourbon. I'm not that difficult to please. All right. Shot number one. I'm serving you up a chilled tequila right now. All right. JaVale McGee. Here's your headline. JaVale McGee says the Lakers are one of the chillest locker rooms he's ever played in. So I'm giving you a chilled tequila. Here's the quote. McGee said, It might be one of the chillest locker rooms I've ever been in. We're low-key boring, to tell the truth. I promise nothing ever happens. Like, we never get into any arguments. We never fight. 
We never cry about anything. So the Lakers locker room. That's really Super interesting. Super chill. What That's are your really thoughts on the Lakers chilly locker room? The Lakers are so chill they because chill. LeBron James is chill. He is chill. You isn't take he? you take normally you take the vibe of your captain, of your leader. That's normally the vibe that you go with. And the team takes on that personality. What does LeBron like to do? He likes to go watch his sons play basketball. He's chill, man. He likes to ride banana boats with Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul. And he likes to drink wine, sip on some vino. Yeah. Relax. Sometimes he gets chill. a little frosty on the court, whatever. And he's like doing like a million other things. That's a little surprising. They're like, kidding, no kidding aside, is that's actually a little surprising. That's really surprising because, because there's a lot of personality. Yeah. On this like, <laughs> like well, at least that's the perception of the team, right? Is that's that true, they're crazy. Though. Like JaVel McGee, Rondo, we, there's, Beasley, there's big personalities. Stevenson. There's big personalities on this team. And a lot of these guys, like, they seem like they're super into, you know, like the fashion and going out, but all right, maybe not. Like, Rob Palinka said in the in the summer, like, Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, and Lonzo lived at the gym. Every day they were at the gym. Maybe they just got a really good bunch of guys and the old dudes have just chilled out. Maybe they're just chill now. Tyson Chandler didn't ever seem like crazy off the court to me. Javel seemed crazy on the court. Beasley seemed crazy all the time. Stevenson seemed crazy all the time. But maybe they just they maybe they just LeBron just like chill them all out. I will say this: if you have drama now, <laughs> say goodbye to a superstar. Yeah. Adding that superhero to a Lakers roster next summer because if you have drama now, and I think you're right. I think you you, you just take on the personality of your leader. Yeah. And. It, I mean, I don't know who who really wants to start the drama. I mean, yeah, I mean, they don't have James in that they don't have Jr. Smith on the team. They don't have Swaggy P on the team, and they shouldn't bring those guys on the team. You know, they got you know. I know they have the names and the and the uh, perception of it, but I think LeBron just chilled them all out, man. I think they know that they have a mission, what they're there for. Right. I really do. I like, think they understand the process. As soon as they they all agree to sign after LeBron, the crazy ones, right? The quote crazy ones. They all agree to sign after LeBron. They knew what they were getting into, business, work. All right, shot number two. First one was good. Yeah. Chilled tequila. Super. Goes down smooth, smooth, doesn't it? Smooth. Shot number two. I'm serving up a top 10 gin. I don't like gin well, at all. Too bad. You're going to like this. The Lakers want to finish as one of the 10 best defensive teams in the NBA. Oh, gosh. So I'm going to serve you up a top 10 gin. Can the Lakers do it? Dude, if they do it, they will be maybe even a four seed in the West. Because their offense is not the problem. No. They, their offense is not the problem really ever in, unless they play the Magic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if they become a top 10 defense in the NBA, they're going to finish four, fifth, maybe even higher, honestly. Because look at the points they throw up, man. 120, 114, 104, 113, like 126 against Portland. These guys can score, clearly. So if they go top 10 defense, Jordan, that's a four seed. Lakers are outscoring the Thunder this season, the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Wolves, the Spurs, the Rockets. Everyone is outscoring the Rockets this year. What's up with them? The only teams not outscoring the Rockets in the West are the Jazz, Grizzlies, and Suns. But 112 points. We're recording here on a Tuesday night, so those numbers likely will change. But offense has not been the issue. Defense was the issue early on, and defense has gotten a lot better since Tyson Chandler joined this team. Uh, Luke Walton this week. Well, as week, soon as they also had, because that really, that changed. When even watching it, like, we're not going to sit here and break down X's and O's every week. No, that's But it's so happen. freaking obvious that when Kyle Kuzma's playing center, they're going to give up a lot of points because he's not a center. So bringing in Tyson Chandler to spell McGee, dude, that was like the biggest difference. And I heard, I read it today, that Trevor Ariza is available. And if they bring someone in like that, 
instead of and now, and now you got him playing some more defense. That could happen, Jordan. Here's what Luke Walton had to say about defense. We're continuing to work on it, so we're getting better at it. I think bringing Tyson in has really helped with that too, with the way he communicates and the way that he finishes off defensive possessions and rebounds. Um, yeah, so they sign Chandler November 6th. The Lakers are 10-3 and since signing Chandler. Also, we brought it up earlier in the podcast. LeBron James running the point has changed things as well. But Chandler, you're telling me that the Lakers, if they finish top 10 defense in the NBA – that's all. That's signed me up for a better playoff spot in the West because it's going to be difficult climbing up the ladder in the Western Conference for for every team involved, not just the Lakers. So yeah, and you you bring defense into that equation. If that's part of your recipe in 2018 for the Lakers, that's that's only going to help them climb that ladder in the West. So I like it. That's a top ten gin for you, Alex. Yeah, I mean, and people are going to say, well, the schedule lined up like crazy. You know, then when they started playing teams like. The Suns and the Mavericks and the Heat and the and the Cavs. It's like, yeah, okay. But I do think the addition of Tyson Chandler changed a lot of that team because of what I already said. Kuzma's now freed up to not guard big guys, and it changes the whole dynamic of the team. There's actually somebody to spell McGee. So if McGee only plays 20 a game, that's cool. You got Tyson playing 20-some a game. All right, a couple games coming up for the Lakers this week. We'll take a quick break here. But we'll set you up. We'll we'll go with the chaser next. Alex. Two, shots. That. Two, Two shots. Two shots is good. Now a chaser. Two shots is good. Are there, there going to be weeks where you like just like line them up? Depends how poorly the Lakers are playing. Do you get to line them up every week, or can I come with some shots? Uh, next week you come up with the shots. Done. All right. It'll be a little crazier. Yeah, you're gonna have like a whole flight of stuff. AMFs. Yeah, that's what you're gonna be serving up next week so. on the pod. All right, the chaser coming up next. All right, Alex, here uh, here comes the chaser, the final segment here on Show Tiempo. I do want to say thank you to uh, SB Nation, Silver Screen and Roll. Alex and I are very, very excited to be doing this podcast. Again, we're going to be doing it every single week, coming out on Wednesdays. Going to give you a big topic to start, take some shots later on. We'll chase it here, promote what's coming up with the Lakers, and actually dive into their schedule a little bit. But uh, a big thank you to Silver yeah. Screen and Roll. Go to their it's website, so check awesome. them out, subscribe to all of the podcasts. It's just so awesome to be able to just sit down and actually talk about the Lakers because in our nine to fives, they're not really on the chart of things to talk about very often. So it's awesome to just be here, a fan, and just someone. I just enjoy watching the Lakers all the time now. So it's great to be able to talk about it. So Lakers are going to play four more times by the time we talk next week, Alex. Yep. They're going to play at home against San Antonio Wednesday night. Friday night, they go to San Antonio to take on the Spurs. So a back home and away, kinda weird, if huh? you will, with the Spurs. And then uh, they'll be in Memphis, and then they host Miami. Those are the four games that will happen before we come up next week on Show Tiempo. Anything you want to see out of the Lake Show in that stretch? Man, I would love to see them because they're playing three games in a row against legit, actual Western Conference teams. Home to the Spurs, away to the Spurs, and away to the Grizzlies. I would love to see two out of three there, at least. You know, actually show your medal, show that defensive prowess that you want to have been showing. Uh, and some, you know what I want to see, Jordan? So Brandon Ingram to be the consistent number two. I want to see him be the number two guy. I want LeBron to rely on him. I want him to average 20 a game. Like, be the guy, be the untouchable that Magic Johnson said you were in the summer. I just want to win against the Spurs, man. We're 0-2 <laughs> this week. I mean, that double overtime game back in 
October, 143-142. That sent the Lakers to 0-3. And that was Remember that? That was panic time. Yeah. The Lakers. yeah was Everyone was panicking then. And then they got San Antonio on the road. They lost by four after how that game ended. So 0-2 against the Spurs. Yeah. I, I just want to win against the Spurs. Yeah, that I'm last loss. not even asking loss, for both. Just dude, that last loss was brutal. With Patty Mills hits the game winner, and then LeBron comes down. He's trying to call timeout. He goes, I wasn't calling timeout. And then he misses the free throws, and he misses the game-winning three. Yeah, I would love to see some rematch. Anytime you can beat Pop, it's always good. And obviously they haven't done it this year, so that would be great, man. Old friend alert, Pau Gasol. <laughs> still, still playing. And then uh, Memphis is right there. In the West with the Lakers, they are thirteen and nine when we're taping, and Lakers are fourteen and nine. So that's five versus the six seed is how it's set up right now. And uh, if you look at the Spurs, it's a good thing the Spurs have been playing the Lakers. They only have eleven wins this year, and two of them have come against the Lakers. So without those wins, the Spurs would actually be below the Rockets and the Jazz. They would yeah. be second to last, which would be that's. It's really weird just seeing the Spurs so far down in the standings in the West. Do you think it's fair to say that they easily lost that Kawhi trade already? Kawhi has been absolutely killing it over with Toronto, and I don't really know how well DeRozan's doing there, how well he's fitting in. Maybe the Raptors were just better in general than the Spurs going into the season anyways, but it's just, it's LeBron, I mean, Kawhi got got his wish, and he's doing pretty damn well And I mean, that's it. I mean, can you really lose a trade? Kawhi didn't want to be there. Right. So what are you supposed to do at that point? The guy doesn't want to be yeah. there. I mean, DeRozan is better than nothing, which is what they had yeah. last year. So, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, four games for the Lakers before we talk to you again next week. 14-9 and nine as we speak. Hmm. <laughs> better not be 14-13. and 13. We might get fired. Like, you guys are bad luck. Like, 0-4 <laughs> since you guys did a podcast? You're out. If they go 0-4 <laughs> in that stretch, Alex and I might have to take actual shots on the podcast next yeah. week. That, I that's will be, probably what's going I will happen. be drinking heavily if they go 0-4 in this next stretch, especially with playing Miami. All right, please subscribe to the podcast. It is Show Tiempo. He's Alex Padilla. I'm Jordan Carruth. We're very excited to do it. Yeah. Should Episode we promote ourselves on Twitter? Uh, we can. What's your handle? At AlexPadilla86. And I am at Jordan Carruth. Is that with two R's? That is with two R's. <laughs> yeah. I always screw that up. Yeah, we've known each other for a decade. You still can't even spell my name. It's I ridiculous. Know. I know how to spell Jordan. Yeah. That, do you? Yes. Okay. You didn't sound too confident, but okay. I think um, so. Subscribe. Go to silverscreenandroll.com. Very, very good content there. You'll find all the podcasts as well. We'll talk to you next week.